0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 454 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam, joined by Jill. How's it going?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Just hanging out with my my dogs and enjoying a lovely day. Um, mm-hmm. We did like a actual intro during the recording of this, but I goofed out of the numbers and all sorts of stuff. But Oh, yeah. Some really like cool things have been happening at Overdrive for both our library partners that are listening and also our end user like readers that use Libby and Overdrive. So I wanted to mention those before we get to the actual episode. Uh, Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Candlewick uh, who they have this really cool thing called Camp Candlewick which is what the entire episode is is about which we'll get to in a little bit but just wanted to give them a shout out. So everything that we're going to talk about here is available for libraries and schools to add and also for readers just to go check out. But um before we get to that, do you want to kind of tell people about the the couple really cool collections that we've put together because this is one of the things you've written all the blogs for this time around <laughs>
1: yeah there's um there's a lot so yeah, there's a couple of things happening so since March um, our team has been working really hard to um, you know provide content work with publishers to be able to provide content with all this demand increase for um, ebooks and audiobooks. So we now have a new thing called um, COVID response collections and these were um, kids and teens books, over hundred of them that were donated to our partners um, and available through like the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Simultaneous use, which means there's no wait list or holds. Um, it comes from publishers like Rosen, Lerner, um, Britannica and We are working, um, I I don't mean we, I mean our team (laughs) who does this thing is working on hopefully getting some fiction, uh, adult fiction and nonfiction as well. So that is the COVID response collections. Yeah, if you need books for like summer reading or um, kids book clubs during the summer, stuff for teens and all that, um, you can find a list of that um, on our blog. Yes, there's. A blog post about it, which will link to the, the full list, which is growing as, as we're getting more content. Um, and then the other thing that we are doing, which is really cool, is we have a new um, community reading program um, that we are calling Black Lives Matter Community Read. And so if you're familiar with Black, uh, Big Library Read, this is similar to that, except we are focusing on own voices, books written by Black authors that deal with um, race relations and race issues given everything that's going on right now. And these also are available without wait lists and holds. And so right now... The audiobook um, for Michelle Alexander's The New Jim Crow Mass Incarceration in the Age of Color Blindness is available as an audiobook. And then next week on Monday, starting um, on Monday, is the ebook of Leila Saad's book Mean White Supremacy, Combat Racism, Change the World, and Become a Good Ancestor. And that will also be available um, for SIM use for three weeks. The uh, audiobook of The New Jim Crow is SIM use for a month. And again, those are like have been donated. Um, by Overdrive to our library partner so that they can have those books available to their uh, communities. Um, and they're working on some other things behind the scenes and getting other titles for that. But I don't have information I can share about that yet.
0: Yeah, um, I will say, so we're setting up next week. If you listen to this when it comes out on uh, Thursday, June 18th, we're working for next week to do a, a live like Zoom webinar with Leila Saad about uh, me and white supremacy. Uh, I interviewed her for an episode that came out earlier this year. And so um, at least one of us, it might be Jill and I both, it might just be me at the moment, depending on Jill's crazy schedule. Uh, I'm gonna sit down with Layla and we're gonna do a live webinar that we'll have the link to as soon as possible and we'll put it on on social media so you can join. Basically, you guys can ask questions about Layla uh, or about me me and white supremacy to Layla. Uh, We're going to have a conversation about it. I'm I'm really excited. She's just a fabulous, fabulous person. So I'm not only am I excited that this book is out there, but I'm excited that she's getting even more much, much deserved attention. So um, Right. And I know
1: if anyone has listened, I've talked about, I did a podcast last year on my own about um, books and prison. And I mentioned, I definitely mentioned Michelle Alexander's The New Jim Crow. Um, It sort of, you know, looks at mass incarceration and through the lens of like how race has played into the prison um problems we have now in terms of
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, mass incarceration um so i'm i'm excited that one is also available
0: yeah i do just want to say like a lot of people over the past couple of weeks and months have been like sending overdrive fit social media messages like not like rude or anything but basically being like it'd be really nice if you guys could make a bunch of these types of titles available for some use or for free And just so people listening in, and I feel like a lot of people who listen here are more so like in the know with what what happens, but that type of stuff does take time. Overdrive, a lot of times can't just make a title available. We have to have, you know, work with publishers and kind of negotiate and do all sorts of stuff. So this isn't kind of a direct result of people saying like, it'd be great if these titles were available. And a lot of books about anti-racism right now, (laughs) Layla's (laughs) included, like you just can't find physical copies of them anywhere. So it's nice to be able to provide digital copies. So um just wanted to give you guys some heads up on those i'll link to our blog um in the the show notes here so you can take a look at that stuff too um and on a much lighter note but if you also want to support libraries so there's professional book nerds t-shirts now so if you go to shop there over- are yeah so if you go to shop. Overdrive. com, that's where all like the libby and sora cool apparel is and they made two really fun professional book nerds t-shirts so if you want to go there 100 percent of the, the profits go to supporting uh libraries in the american library association so if you want a professional book nerds t-shirt um i'll do like an instagram post or something at some point in the next couple weeks about it because they're really fun but much less important than everything else going on but they exist so
1: and we do have to give credit to our coworker brett who designed them for us he gave us a couple different options they were all wonderful and when we had small tweaks he was happy to to make them what we wanted them to be
0: yeah, he's the best. You guys have never, and none of you really know Brett, our art director, but he's just...
1: He's on our logo, like our whole podcast logo. like Yeah. It's all him.
0: The stuff he does for Riverdive is, is incredible. So It is. Um, is there anything else you think people should know about for all the ongoing, like I said, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. I just wanted to make sure people knew.
1: I don't think so. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, don't I think, think
1: so. those are the two big things happening right now. Um... And, of course, if more stuff comes up, obviously we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, and if you're a library partner and not subscribed to our blogs, that's the way to stay up to date on um, everything that is happening right now in the world of Overdrive.
0: Yeah, which is <laughs> a it's lot. Been a,
1: and it's been a lot of content stuff lately because um, publishers have been a very generous um, during this time.
0: Mm-hmm. And shout out to you, Jill, who writes, like, 85 at least percent of all of those things on very short notice so kudos to you as they flag channels (laughs) um okay all right that is all of our housekeeping here i am really really excited for you guys to hear all about the fantastic camp candlewick uh professional book nerds podcast (music) everybody it's adam and i am joined by jill as always on the professional book nerds podcast jill how's it going good how are you good i just messed up the way that we always do our intro which is say the number <laughs> of the episode because i don't know what the episode number of this one is going to be right now so i didn't even notice
1: a, that part but that's okay. off to
0: a flying start we have a really <laughs> special and a really really fun episode that we're going to do today so today's episode is sponsored by our friends at candlewick press and every single book that we're going to talk about today is from candlewick so if it's something that sounds appealing to you you can either go on your library's overdrive system and go borrow it if you're a reader and a user of the library if you are a librarian you can go and you can search for these books in marketplace to add to your collection or if you want to go and you know support these authors directly you can always go and purchase these titles wherever you would want to do that whether it's from an indie bookstore online or whatever you're using to do your online purchasing since i'm guessing by the time this goes out we'll still all pretty much be in our home, which is how it's just a never-ending hangout at our house here. So first off, you know Jill and I, but we are joined by someone from Candlewood Press, Lindsay Yano. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lindsay.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, you drew, I hope it's the long shot, not the short shot, but when we were emailing about this and we we're asking who was I- going to come on and do this from from Candlewick, you're like, let me check. And then I got another email from you. You're like, I guess it's me. I'm <laughs>
2: I know I was kind of hoping to pass this off to somebody on our marketing and publicity team who have really been taking the lead on our program Camp Candlewick which is um, what I wanted to come on and talk about. Um, they're like no you can do it you're fine. <laughs> You'll
1: be fine. Yeah
0: well and Jill and I were laughing you sent, uh you sent me an email I think it was last week when we recorded this and you're like hey, are you two going to be on with me? And like, we had a little bit of fun internally being like, that would have been so mean if we're like, no, you're going to go ahead and record. We'll, uh, we'll just catch up with you at the end. If you want to edit it, you can do all this stuff for
2: us. That was like my biggest fear, like an hour of just my voice talking.
0: <laughs> I would love to say that you get used to it, but like you, after don't. All, you don't. And you, we do all this editing ourselves. And so like when I'm listening to my own voice, I'm like, oh my God, please. You, you find out exactly what words you say. All the time over yes. and over
1: and we each have done our own episodes before we've not lasted an hour I haven't <laughs> lasted an hour I think the longest is probably like 20 minutes where I'm like okay that's it
0: <laughs> and even that you you're like, and even then like you're, you're just looking at the recording you're like well that must have been like three hours of right hour. it's like 17 yeah. minutes and I have a new respect for all like the podcasters and radio hosts who do like mm-hmm. three hours a day by themselves and just like yeah um so yeah, and you can probably hear in the background one of my dogs, as I as I mentioned before, barking. So what we're going to do today is I don't want to say we're just going to entirely turn the microphone over, but Lindsay, we're going to let you you know kind of go through all these different books that you have available through Candlewick Press, and we'll course comments and share our excitement for them as well. But I will let you kind of kick it off with the first one you have on your our list here.
2: Okay, um, well first I kind of want to talk about Camp Candlewick if that's okay. Absolutely, um, yeah. So this is an online program that we've created um, that's aimed at young readers who might be staying home this summer and maybe their camp plans have fallen through and and they're looking for another alternative. So we created Camp Candlewick, um, which is a 12-week program um, from kids in grades 1 through 12. um, And they can engage in this virtual book camp um, that will encourage some shared readings, activities, um, and streamings from some of our authors who created these books. Um, So it's going to be really fun, um, excited. The first one starts off um, June 11th. With Judy Moody declares independence from Megan McDonald, um, that's illustrated by Peter Reynolds. So I figured I'd start off there, if that's okay. Yeah, Go <laughs> right ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, So for those who may not be familiar with the Judy Moody series, um, Judy is this really feisty and fun, expressive third grader. Um, She's always in a mood. So the first one is Judy Moody's in a mood. (laughs) Uh, But this one, Judy Moody declares independence. um, And in this one, uh, Judy takes a trip to Boston and she's learning all about the Boston Tea Party. Um, and she meets this friend from England named Tori, who seems to have like all the independence in the world that Judy doesn't have. So it's for any kid that is just craving that independence from their parents and, and is kind of feeling a little rebellious. Um, so that, that book is, this book is
0: for those, those kids. Um, I think it, that's <laughs> that's like perfect for, especially when people are at home and like, I can't imagine my sister has four kids and I imagine they're all feeling a little rebellious rebellious right now, since they've been at home for so long, like, I imagine that's a lot of kids right now, just being like, Ugh, "I'm so tired of listening to mom and dad and what they have to tell me." <laughs> it's like that just for sure. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine this fits with a lot of people right now. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, I also realized I probably should have explained a little bit about the setup of Camp Kendallwick. Sure. So um, it's broken up into four cabins based off of age range. So we've got Cabin One is grades one through three. Cabin Two is grades three three through seven cabin three is grades five through eight and cabin four grade nine through 12 so each cabin has three books that are being featured that are going to go out throughout the summer so um this is judy moody declares independence is from cabin one um and it's our very first book that we're kicking off um so order wise i'm not sure if we want to go through cabin age range
1: or like date um oh that's actually a good question I you can instinct. do either. My instinct says cabin,
0: but okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's giving good. me the
1: thumbs up sign yeah. for those yeah, who can't even, I'll it, I'll it- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's good podcasting. I also podcasting. have to say
1: this whole thing about like a virtual camp that's all about books is amazing. My husband and I were joking yesterday how he, he gets like super tan because he spends a lot of time outside in the summer and always has. And I'm like, I don't because I'm an indoor kid. And so... <laughs>
2: I definitely <laughs> preferred my summers where I got to stay inside and read. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, this sounds great.
0: <laughs> and uh, I will say before we get too far, just because I want to make sure. Um, so as people, long time listeners, will know, we'll put all the, the books in the show notes and everything, so I'm going to have to write it down. And then I just want to confirm, um, what do you guys have a, a website that people can go get more information on? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm put that in the beginning here.
2: Uh, camp.candlewick.com.
0: Okay, perfect. All right. Yeah, I was just sitting here. I was like, I bet people are going to want to learn all about this and see a little bit more. So, And I will say, like, apropos of nothing, the website itself is, like, adorable. It's just, like, a <laughs> real cute, like, bear walking with a candle on a book. It's fabulous. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I We we got slightly derailed, which will happen no worries. 10 more times.
2: <laughs> no worries we worries. Uh, yeah. We even have a camp song, and we have a camp pledge. So we went all out for this.
0: Okay, listen. I don't want to... I'm not gonna be... they're like an
2: age limit
1: <laughs> like no. can anybody anybody can join honestly,
2: some of these books are like some all time favorites of mine, and like i'm i'm twenty seven so <laughs> I could there's definitely no age limit, I don't think for any kids'
0: books listen, I know you said before when we before we started recording, you're a little nervous, so I won't make you sing the song, but man oh my God. it would be I'm not gonna make you people <laughs> can go to camp.candlebook.com and see the song because there's a vimeo on there, but I said, I'm not going to make you do that. I got Thank called you. out a few weeks ago. When we something. <laughs> Somebody on our podcast told me I had to sing a song and then I I did it on our Instagram. So I won't, I won't make you do that. Anyway, that was apropos uh, propose nothing again. So, okay. I will let you keep going. I will shut up.
2: No worries. Um, okay, so the next book um, in Cabin One uh, is The Infamous Ratso's by Carol uh and illustrated by Matt Myers. Um, so this was a 2017 the- Theodor Seuss Geisel honor book. Um, and there are, I think, four books in the series with many more coming. Um, so this is number one. Um, and it's a really just wonderful series for combating toxic masculinity aimed at beginning readers. Um, so in this Book. I mean, the whole series is centered around these two brothers, um, Louie and Ralphie. And their dad, he always says like there are these two kinds of people, those who are tough and those who are soft. So the Ratzos brothers are trying to prove how tough they really are um, and trying to show that they're very macho and they're not weak at all. Um, but every time they're trying to show how tough they are, they end up doing good deeds instead. <laughs> so it's very funny, very heartwarming, um, and I, it has a heartwarming ending that I won't spoil either.
0: <laughs> and I will say, when when you sent the list before we started recording, I was kind of poking through the books, and like the I love the illustrations on this one. They're like mm. just I think that's so important for young readers, especially when you are appro And I love how this approaches a important topic that needs to be discussed and and should be taught early and a good way to, of doing that is a book that kids will actually want to read and, and a huge part of that is the illustration yeah this mm-hmm. it's That's really it's cute really really yeah. cute
2: <laughs> um, so the next one is Juana and Lucas by Juana Medina Uh, This was a winner of the 2017 Pura Belpré Author Award, Um, and Juana actually wrote this book based on some real experiences in her life. Um, It's set in Colombia, where Juana was born, and she in the in the book, the character Juana has uh, zero interest in learning English. Um, she can't see why it's important or why it should matter to her. Um, but then, through the people around her, she starts to discover plenty of reason that that learning a new language is really important, um, and also just kind of discovering that things might not be as she had expected. Um, so it's written in English, but there's plenty of Spanish vocab words all throughout it. So perfect for any kid that's starting to delve into the Spanish language and also wanting to learn about a different culture.
0: I'm so jealous I didn't keep up with I, – I did Spanish all through, like, high school. And then I was taking, like, um, college-level Spanish classes when I was in my junior and senior year of high school. And then when I got to college, I was so tired of doing it. I was like, I'm going to take Italian, which is just close enough with the way that the, like, stuff is put that it actually made it way worse. yes. And to the point where I would like (laughs) I would conjugate things in the class, and my Italian professor was finally like, "How much Spanish do you know?" I was like, "A fair (laughs) amount," and she's like, "Why are you in this class? You're just going to ruin yourself with languages." Which
2: I I actually in um, elementary and middle school, my school it was we it was mandatory to take both Spanish and Italian simultaneously, which was really really challenging because they're so similar. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like that ultimately ended up being a disadvantage to me because my Spanish teachers would be really forgiving if you said something in Italian by accident and vice versa. So I never actually really got to learn the <laughs> distinction between the two. Um, <laughs> so
0: Yeah, I, that was like, like, I said, my Italian, like literally my professor was like, you should go take a spanish class but because i was you know 19 and 20 years old and stubborn and an idiot i was like no i can do this i'm fine and all it did was i didn't learn any italian and i lost all of my ability to speak spanish
1: (laughs) 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 but like the books i mean this book is at an age where it's really like if the kids at that age it's really easy for them to learn like languages are much easier to learn when you're younger because your brain just like soaks it all up it's only when we're adults and try that
0: it's easy. Uh, yes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's the, what's your next one here?
2: Okay. Um. So now we're getting into cabin number two. Um. So grades three to seven. Um. The first one is Malamander from Thomas Taylor, illustrated by Tom Booth. This is a first book in a new series. Um. With the second one out now and the third one coming pretty soon, hopefully. Um. So Malamander, I. Personally, this is a favorite of mine. Um, it's a quirky, creepy fantasy set in a seaside town of Erie on Sea. Um, I'd say that this is a kind of book that would definitely appeal to fans of a uh, series of unfortunate events or the Green Glass House series. So just kind of like, I like that little bit of spookiness to it. Um, so this book is about a girl named Violet whose parents disappeared from Erie Sea 12 years ago. Um, and she enlists the help of Herbie Lemon who's the lost and founder of the Grand Nautilus Hotel to help her find him. Because of course, who better to help find someone who's lost than somebody who works in a lost and found? Um, So pretty soon, like they start to unravel the mysteries of Ery on Sea. um, And there's a rumored creature called the Malamander that they uncover. And they're wondering if the mystery surrounding the malamander actually might be linked to violet's parents disappearance um the characters in this book are just so great they're so vivid and i found myself just really engaging with them and that's what made this book so good um and it also has some kind of cool features throughout it like there's a book dispensing monkey which i think is cool (laughs) Um, it's i would love to go to a bookstore and pull the lever of a machine that would then give me the perfect book that you need in that moment. And that's what this is. So. I,
0: I wrote my, um, I am a 34 year old adult. And when I saw this book on your list, I put it on hold at our library. I was like, this looks so fun. And the, I was looking through the sample and like, like you said, the the characters are so like vividly drawn and mm-hmm. it is just, I am also a big fan. And I've always had them when I was a kid. And, I, and a lot of this comes from reading Goosebumps when I was a child, but like having that little bit of spooky like in yes. a, tri- a children's book. I think it really adds to the, um, like that thought in a child, like they're getting away with something, like they're doing something that's like, they're not supposed to by reading a book. That's kind of scary, even though like secretly their parents are like, please keep reading. This is wonderful. Yeah, this one. I am so excited to read this.
1: Yeah, it looks super cute.
2: Yay. I'd love to hear your thoughts afterwards. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and yeah, the second book Gargantis is available now too. So you can jump right into that. Awesome. Uh, so, the next one is Mercy Suarez Changes Gears by Meg Medina. Um, this is the winner of the 2019 Newbery Medal. Um, and I know I said this for the last one, but it applies to this one as well. Like This is one of my all-time favorite books, and I swear I'm not just saying that as somebody who works for Candlewick. <laughs> um, Meg's writing is just magical. I, she has this way of writing that makes me forget that I'm reading a kid's book. Um, And her voice is just so warm and familiar. Um, I felt like I was part of the Suarez family while reading it. Um, So to back up a little bit, this is a book about a sixth grader named Mercy Suarez, um, who's not only trying to navigate middle school um, and changes with friends, but she's also starting to notice that her Lolo, um, who she has a very very strong bond with, um, is acting a bit different and no one in her family wants to tell her why. Um, and eventually she finds out that Lolo has Alzheimer's. So not only is she dealing with changes at school, but changes at home. Um, and I just think this book is just essential for all kids and adults to read. Uh, I literally laughed and cried while reading it.
0: Yeah, I, this, I, I had a grandmother who, um, had dementia, which is, pretty like you know the way the ways in which it comes about are pretty similar to Alzheimer's in the sense like she began to forget things and got to the point where she like couldn't even speak and didn't know any of us and yeah it was happened when I was so young that I was my parents thankfully like talked me through it but having a book like this where you know maybe having an idea of what was happening probably would have been a lot easier to understand as opposed to my parents admittedly trying to shield me and just say like Oh, grandma just forgets things. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like she forgets all of us. And you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this would be really helpful for sure. Yeah, no, I agree.
2: Um, so the last book in Cabin Two, uh, so this is A Wish in the Dark, Christina soon Uh So A Wish in the Dark is an Own Voices middle grade Thai inspired fantasy, loosely based on Lymis. So if what? that's not <laughs> enough to hook you, I don't know what is. Can <laughs> <Good to> you <laughs> yes. um so this story is about Pong, who has spent his whole life in prison. Uh, he was born there, and one day he escapes after living and after living undercover with monks for a long time, um he starts to realize that the world going on outside of prison is really no much, no better than what's what he was experiencing inside prison um their government system is designed to keep the wealthy on top and keep the poor weak and unable to rise, um, not unlike the world we live in today, unfortunately. Um, but it's, I swear it's not a totally depressing book. Um, it's also about a, how one person can really make a difference. It's not just about like the oppression of keeping people under, but how kids really, if they have the courage to speak up,
1: can make a change, um, which I think is really important.
0: Yeah. Love... yeah, go ahead,
1: Joe. Well, no, I was going to say, you know, with everything going on right now in the world, um, you're seeing a lot of teenagers are the ones, re- you know, like stepping up and leading protests and doing a lot of the the work. And so I think the more we can sort of emphasize that to, you know, younger audiences is, is really important.
0: Also, I love how you said it's that, not totally depressing which you kind of do <laughs> have to point out when it's loosely based on Les Mis. like that's totally yeah, also true <laughs> <laughs> I was a little
2: worried when I first went in I was like okay I need to get a box of tissues ready I'm gonna go into this but it was just Christina's writing is just so wonderful um and I just got it was one of those books you read in one sitting
0: Mm-hmm. yeah it was the best yeah. Okay. You wanna keep going?
2: Okay, uh, so cabin number three, uh, grades five through eight. Um, the first one is Ghetto Cowboy by Jean Neary, illustrated by Jesse Joseph Watson. Um, so this is a story that's based off of something that I didn't know before reading this book. Um, when most people think of cowboys, they think of the Wild West. Um, but what I didn't know was that there's actually urban black horsemen in Philadelphia and Brooklyn which i had no idea about um so this is a story about a boy named cole um who has been getting into some trouble and skipping school um so his mom takes him to live with his dad who he's never met before um and his dad just so happens to be one of these cowboys um in pennsylvania um so i'm not going to spoil the rest of it but craig's writing is just so compelling and he has such a great voice um this book is also going to be made into a movie um, starring Idris Elba. Which I'm really <gasps> excited right? <by. laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's in post-production right now. I'm not sure when it's going to be released, but I'm very excited to see this in action. Um, and then I also just found out when when doing some research um, that it also starts Caleb McLaughlin, who's, from Stranger Things, he plays Lucas. So I don't know if you're familiar Ooh. with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that pairing, I'm really excited.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I I was I feel like we were both doing a job like responding to you. I was reading the like about this book as you were talking about it. And I was like I don't know any. I literally never heard of like urban cowboys. Like yeah. I'm fascinated by this. This is really cool. I, I know this. it's, it's just cool. like
2: delve into this whole other world that you don't even know exists. And and I'm on the East Coast and in Brooklyn like that's so close to me
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah this is going to be a Wikipedia rabbit hole for me once I once I get done I'm going to do some some wikiing.
2: oh <laughs> uh, this is another one where the illustrations are just wonderful the great pairing
0: awesome All right, what's next
2: okay next we have uh, Slider by Pete Hotman um, so this is a really funny heartwarming middle grade novel about competitive eating
1: and family (laughs) love it and it has a very fun cover too yes i have to say
0: the cover is delightful (laughs) oh man i just found it yeah this Mm -hmm. is so cool it's like a stack of burgers but there's like a bite out of them i have yeah (laughs) oh this is so cool
2: so it's about this kid named david who steals his mom's credit card you know it's not a great thing but um and he accidentally (laughs) charges two thousand dollars to it (laughs) really bad (laughs) Um, but David has a talent of being able to eat an entire pizza in under five minutes. So when he has this dilemma, he needs money, and this is his main talent. What do you do? Uh, he enters a the world's greatest pizza eating contest to win prize money, so that way he can repay his mom before she notices that there's this large charge on her bill. Uh, so just to set it up, that is... One of the main premises of the book, but it's so much more than that. Um, in addition to all of this, it's about David's relationship with his 10 year old brother, Mal, uh, who's autistic. And throughout the book, David is learning to be more attuned to Mal's perspective and way of communicating. Um, so it's just a really beautiful book full of humor.
0: I'm also just thinking about. I feel like there's certain foods you're like I will eat the amount that is put in front of me and I feel like pizza I feel like I could do pretty good in a pizza eating contest like yes. that it's definitely like I'm just going to eat the amount of pizza that I have purchased it's never like oh let's get some for leftovers it's like I'm just yes. going to enjoy all of it yeah this is <laughs> really good and yeah Jill's absolutely right the cover the cover is super cute this is super cute okay.
2: um and then the last book we have in cabin three is small as an elephant by Jennifer Richard Jacobson um This one is pretty heartbreaking and tugs at my heartstrings. Um, It's about 11 year old Jack whose mother leaves him alone at a campsite in the middle of the night in Acadia National Park in Maine. Um, And it's all about his journey back home with his only, only his toy elephant to keep him company. So it is just heartbreaking, but Jennifer's, Jennifer Richard Jacobson, her writing style is just so beautiful, and all I wanted to do was hug Jack. Um, And the whole time I'm picturing, like, what would I do in that situation? Like, you're 11 years
0: old. What do you do? Oh, my God. It's like – Joe, were you going to say something? I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, I don't – yeah. It's like Homeward Bound, but with a child instead of animals.
1: Or like Hatchet, yeah. Or like
0: Hatchet. Yes.
1: Yes, Yes. Oh uh, I mean, it's
2: it's definitely like a, a heart tug, but it's just such a great book. Like, I I wouldn't discount it just because of the t- uh, depressing nature of it. Oh, yeah, no, oh no,
1: no, that's yeah. not a problem. Don't worry. Yeah. No, I when, know. I
0: was, when I was this age, I not only did I read Hatchet, but like one of my favorite books is Where the Red Fern Grows, and that just like shatters me and mm-hmm. the outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I'm definitely one of those people who like. I, I don't care if I know the book is going to make me cry, but I, like, I'm, I'm going to read it anyways. And and my boyfriend is the total opposite. He's like, "Why are you signing up to be sad?" <laughs> so I always feel like I have to justify if there's a sad book, and it's like, "No, no, it's so good."
0: <laughs> I I can do sad books if they're fiction. Want, we have people know who've listened for a long time know our stances on this. Jill leans into things like going on in the world, and I try to escape them. But I can do sad fiction but so i think i'd be okay with this and also oh my god, talk about like heartbreaking covers oh yeah i mean it's amazing but it's like this little tiny elephant just looks so sad yeah (laughs) oh okay all right let's keep going let's keep going before we we get too down okay
2: yes okay so we're getting into cabin four so the last cabin um for grades nine through 12 um and the first one is x a novel by iliasa shabate Ilyasa Shabazz and Kekla Magoon. Uh, This was a 2016 Coretta Scott King author honor book. um, And Ilyasa Shabazz is actually Malcolm X's daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a historical fiction novel telling the adolescent years of Malcolm X um, and about how his family and the people around him at a young age really helped shape the man that we know today. Um, So this is a very... Very timely, in the light of all that's happening in the world, um, especially surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, so I urge anyone who's looking to expand their reading list to definitely add this
0: one to it. yeah, this looks amazing mm-hmm. I, I added this one to my list as well when i when I saw it. I completely agree
1: yeah, and looking at her author biography she's written a couple books about Malcolm X, which like for all ages too, so yeah, that's really cool. Um, and informative for, yeah, kids. Absolutely.
2: Okay, um, so next we have um, Hearts Unbroken by Cynthia Lennox Smith. Um, This was the recent winner of the American Indian Youth Literature Award. Um, So it's a YA contemporary realistic fiction with a little bit of romance. So it's about Louise Wolfe. Um, and her first, first boyfriend mocks and disrespects Native people in front of her. So, of course, she dumps him. Um, but Like you do, of course. Like you do. <laughs> um, but in addition to this, um, Louise is, disco- is uncovering a story for the school paper um, about the musical director's more inclusive decision to cast The Wizard of Oz, which is getting a lot of backlash from their mostly white, middle-class town in Kansas. Um, so, in addition to trying to navigate high school and dating, because um, there's a guy that she's falling for, um, there's also trying to battle um, racial injustice.
0: That sounds think really she, good. Yeah, and doesn't Cynthia, I think she writes... She's oh, she has so many books. books. Well, yeah, I know she has, <laughs> she has so many books, but I think she's written... I think she's written a few about, like, Native American experience, I think. Yes. Gonna, yeah, because actually, yes, if, she has. for listeners, um, I just, because I remember it and the name sounded familiar, she was on episode 113 <laughs> of our podcast. Um, we didn't say a number before this, Lindsay, but I think this is going to end up being in the 450s, so it was literally, um, like, three years. a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> um, she was part of a, we did, like, a celebrating children's book week. Episode. I went to Kent State over here in Ohio where we're at and awesome. interviewed a few people. And I was like, this feels familiar. But yeah, that book sounds amazing.
2: Oh, yeah, it's great. And I've had the privilege of seeing, hearing Cynthia speak at a number of conferences and stuff. And she's incredible. So I'll definitely have to look back and listen yeah, to that episode
0: that's i we get to the point now where it's like i'll hear a name and be like did we interview that person and it's like it's crazy to think of like oh we spent like an hour with this human being and like but it was like four years ago so it's like hard to even remember this point <laughs> anyway, okay sorry that was my
2: oh don't worry um so here we got the last book um so this is fat angie by ee e. carlton truly to Trujillo. Um, this was the winner of the 2014 Stonewall Book Award, um, and I just want to preface this by, like, a, a trigger warning, like, it does deal with suicide, um, for anybody who might need a warning. Yeah. Um, so this is another um, YA realistic fiction with romance, um, and it deals with a lot of heavy topics. Um, Angie's mom is just straight up terrible. Um, school isn't much better. And her sister, who is really her only ally, is serving in Iraq. And Angie thinks that she might be dead. Um, but then she meets Casey Romance, uh, a girl who is like no one else in their small town in Ohio. So not sure what area you guys are in, but this could be your home area. Um <laughs> And together um, they support each other. It's a, kind of an anti romance romance novel with lots of really fun pop culture references. Yeah. It's a
1: great Sounds read. Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's put this on hold right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm also trying to, does, GLD, does Dry Falls, Ohio, does that exist? Is that a real place?
1: I don't know. I
0: kind of wanted to look it up because I was like, wait a minute. This is, that doesn't sound familiar, but there's so many tiny towns in ohio that this is
1: true yes
0: I, who knows oh i think i
1: think you came across the same information i did
0: <laughs> yeah it's very close to an area um that is by us that yes has had some problematic yes. situations going on actually yes yes Ah, okay. yes. uh, yeah <laughs> but that, this makes sense that people um, in that area of the state might be mm-hmm. a little closed-minded about things. Mm-hmm. And we can just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. We'll yeah. leave it at that. Um, no, this book sounds fabulous, though. Um, do you want to kind of remind people, just in case they've forgotten since the beginning, um, the website for Camp Candlewick and like, all the, the good information that we can make sure people really take home?
2: Yeah. Um, so the website is camp.candlewick.com. Um, so, I definitely urge you to check that out. We've got a camp pledge, a camp song, um, and there's also reading logs that will kind of help jog some question and answer discussions that you might be having. Um, and we're going to have videos from our authors, um, both pre recorded and some of them are actually going to be live. Um, so, on Tuesday, June 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern, Thomas Taylor, the author of Malamander, will be live. Um, And our live uh, sessions are gonna be on our Candlewick Instagram account. So it's at Candlewick Press. Um, And then after the live sessions, they're gonna be put on our website too. So you can watch them later. and then on Tuesday, July 21st at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Cynthia Lydic-Smith, author of Hearts Unbroken, will be live. Um, and then lastly, Tuesday, August 25th at 2 p.m. Eastern, Christina Soon author of Wish in the Dark, um, will be live.
0: That's awesome. You are natural at this, by you the way. You are!
1: I also just like on the website, I love that the authors are called counselors. Like, yes, like, the camp counselors are the authors, which is just adorable. You we went all out with I this. I love everything game. about this.
0: Yeah, you go. I love everything. Your branding for this is so on point. It's so good. We, so our real life jobs at Overdrive, Jill and I both work on the marketing team. And so this is very much up our alley. So. this is awesome stuff well (laughs) Lindsay thank you so much for joining us today this was so much fun and all these books I just I'm so glad that we got to kind of like focus on all of them today this was really a great time oh yay thank you (laughs) all right well I hope you guys all enjoyed uh this episode of the professional book nerds podcast